You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello, this is Caroline Kay from carolinekay.co and you're listening to Snippets of Genius. If you're a client, show guest, weekly listener or friend of mine, welcome back. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you here and I hope this show is exactly the inspiration you've been needing to become the person you most want to be. This series is all about building better. Now to build better, we sometimes need to make a few mistakes along the way. And in this episode, I did make a bit of a mistake. I went to a live studio and I did not have all my kit set up right. So I'm letting you know so you will forgive me as we begin a great and fantastic show with my genius guest, Amanda Baker. I was just, I remember just standing outside Mark Spencer's in, in Reading Town Centre and I was just like, okay I remember crying like I remember kind of like that moment of what just happened what was that conversation put in four years of my whole you know not just my life my heart my soul my energy my spirit my like I gave everything and for it to just be completely just yeah gone just like that in this episode you're going to learn to connect with your story we're going to learn the five story method and how you can build better This particular episode, I'm actually going to be sharing on my YouTube channel. So come on over there, Caroline K. Co. Apologies, my side is a little bit echoey and not the best. But obviously in this show, I don't talk so much because it's more about my guest. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to start off with a really fun question, which I believe everybody in the world has a superpower. So if I was to ask you, what would be yours? Oh, I love this question. My superpower, I think, is going to be connecting with people. And that starts by by listening as well, listening to people and then responding with an emotion, with, with a story and, and then connecting with people. That's, that's my superpower. I love yeah. that. It's a great yeah. superpower. Thank you. And so tell us a little bit about your origin story because I know from what you've told me and also from what you've shared as well, because you're a big share, right? Oh my gosh, on LinkedIn, you, you really go and let everybody know mm-hmm. <laughs> the deepest, darkest, this is how hard it is. And oh, yeah. you did Fashionably Skint, which was your first, I would say, baby business. Like, yeah. That's, that was your baby. You got 150K investment. Um, you spent three years hustling with this one. Mm-hmm. And then to find that this actually requires usually a very big glass of wine for us to tell the story a bit. Mm-hmm. So ladies and gents, grab your glass of wine and buckle in. Oh, yeah, grab it, grab it. I wish I could join you. Gosh, what happened there? I mean, that is a big, big story and a really messy one, actually, a really emotional one. But um, So I started my, I had the idea for Fashionly Skin. Gosh, when I was like 22, 21, I'd just come out of uni. I was skin, like... I, re- I mean, like everyone is when they come out of you, well, not everyone, but most people, yeah. uh, especially people who had to fund it themselves and have a part-time job to to support them through and all that kind of stuff, which was which was my story. And I had this idea to create an app that would track who out of my friends were borrowing and, and 
like borrowing my clothes but never giving them back because that really annoyed me. I was like, who's got my belt? Who's got my dress that I wore the other week? Like, <laughs> who's got my skirt? Who's got my shoes? <laughs> so that was kind of where the concept came from. And this is like in the like this is like in the early stages when Depop came about and invented. So yeah, it was def and and in the early stages of people banging the drum around sustainability and and I really cared about and when I did a lot of research into it, I was just like, there's so many clothes going into landfill and like it's damaging the planet. It's literally killing the planet. Like what can we do? Like what can I do to reduce the amount of clothes in land landfill and keep fashion into circulation for longer? So I came up with this idea. It was actually originally called Pink Mothballs. My nan thought I sold pink mothballs and I definitely didn't. <laughs> so that was a little debate that we had there. And I did take it to market, the sort of first sort of beta version of, of, of the app, but it completely flopped and fell on its face. The reason being because I was telling the wrong story to the wrong people. So you start to see now how the connection between, yeah. oh, okay, that's how, how it's led to me like being so fascinated with the stories that we tell on a business and personal level and how that connects to the things that we're making for each other. Yeah. But but yeah, that was a big lesson and big learning. So I had to go back to the drawing board and think, okay, well, firstly, who really are my audience? Who needs this? Who wants this? And who's going to care about this business as much as I do? Because I cared so deeply and I was so desperate for it to succeed. I was pumping all my savings into it, all my savings that I was actually saving for a house. So I ended up living at my mum's for longer because I was like, no, I care about this. Like, I need This needs to work because I believe in it so much. Yeah. I believe it needs to exist. And it's going to make a positive difference, not just on people's lives, but on the planet too. I worked part-time in Vodafone to, to help me, again, fund it also pay my mum a bit of money just for rent and things like that because I didn't want to leave her you know yeah. she was helping me out through and through and I'm very blessed and privileged to have been able to stay at home while I did all of this stuff and then yeah work part-time in Vodafone and one of the customers so I always made an effort to talk to every single person about my business yeah and one time I did that it was an investor it was a VC someone that owned like a fund and they just invested in another company very similar and they wanted to they basically messaged me emailed me the week a week later because I always used to put like my my business cards in the bags Brilliant. so I was like who are you buying, buying this phone for oh it's your daughter oh great I know an app for that I know an app she will absolutely love Brilliant. so yeah that's where the hustle like, got hustle that you know in the early hustle. days that is a good hustle right yeah. um so that's what I did and anyway long story short they ended up investing they loved the idea so much they ended up investing 150,000 and that's when we sort of pivoted relaunched as fashion skin because pink mothballs wasn't really resonating it wasn't really clicking I think it was a bit you know who talks about mothballs these days no one yeah. pink was to make it sound a little bit quirky but nah it wasn't working and then we pivoted the whole business to connect with students and we created like this this virtual currency mechanism so instead of like people just borrow lending clothes it was actually swapping selling buying all that kind of stuff but also through this own virtual currency that you get through the app that you can collect up all your all your talks and things like that so anyway I could go on and on about that but getting to the point where it all fell apart it was two weeks before we were relaunching as fashionably skin with all of this new tech with all of this I was up and down the country doing deals with misguided and ASOS like come on let's let's find a way to like keep your clothes, fast fashion, out of landfill for longer and keep them in circulation. And, and they were really buying into my, my, my pitch. And what happened was in, in, in the boardroom meeting before, literally two weeks before we were going to launch, my investment manager 
fell out with my tech developers over the contract that we had. So we outsourced our tech and we had a contract for like revenue share off the back of the launch because we couldn't afford like to do the tech all up front. We needed to keep some money for like marketing and things like that. And yeah, they fell out with each other, like a big sort of argument in the boardroom meeting. My investment manager walked out and then two days later, gave me a phone call. I was standing in the middle of the town centre in Reading and was just like, yeah, we can't, we're, we're, we're pulling the plug on the investment and left me to, yeah, just basically... No. I was just, I remember just standing outside Marks and Spencer's and in Reading Town Centre and I was just like, okay, I remember crying. Like I remember kind of like that moment of what just happened? What was that conversation put in four years of my whole, you know, not just my life, my heart, my soul, my energy, my spirit, my like, I gave everything and for it to just be completely just, yeah, gone and, just like that. It was really, really hard. Just pulled the plug. And it wasn't anything you did. It wasn't even about your idea. It was about... It wasn't about the idea. Oh, oh my gosh. It was yeah. everything. What? I mean, yeah. Oh, I feel for you. That's so harsh. Yeah. Oh. It, it was, it was, it was harsh. It was really harsh, but it happens. It does happen in business. It does happen a lot. And, you know, I, I did go into that whole kind of moment of Amanda, like, who am I now? I was Amanda. Mm-hmm. founder of fashion be skin for four years of my life and then i'm amanda dot 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 like who who am i and again that's how i started connecting with okay my story what does this part of my story that that chapter of my story mean yeah. uh, amanda chapter chapter two chapter three chapter four because mm-hmm. uh, it always connects and there's always you know lessons and learnings that you can carry forward but it's about doing the work to listen, like get to know yourself, listen, mm-hmm. and really connect with those stories. Like look, most of us don't do that work. And I was one of those people, but that work is literally vital yeah. for, for growth and vital to, to live that. authentically. There is so much in not only your story, but also knowing that you need to have some empathy for yourself, which is going to be our next chapter that we talked about. But it's absolutely critical that you realize that you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't that you had a bad idea Mm-mm. and it wasn't that it wasn't going to work. It was other external factors outside of your control. It could be anything yep. that are just going to change your path. That that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. There's yeah. positive that's taken you on your journey that's made you the person mm-hmm. you are today. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think it's brilliant that you could see that there was a great another chapter and you didn't let that beat you or defeat no. you. And it was just like, okay, here we go. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something that I, I love. I love about myself. I love that I can just get up and be like, you know, don't get me wrong. There was definitely a, a few weeks of just like, oh, oh my God. Like, you know, just feeling really, really sorry for myself and crying and thinking like my life is over for a little bit. But it, yeah, that was temporary. And yeah, I'm I'm very proud of myself for always having the ability to get back up, dust myself off and go again. Because, yeah. I mean, gosh, we only got one life, man. We've got, we got, we got to go for it. Absolutely. And so you vowed to then move forward and help people tell their story. I did. I did. And I'm so, do you know what? I always thought, oh, yeah, my calling is like, like working in this fashion industry, like sustainable fashion, da, da, da. Like, you know, for, for a long time, I thought that was my thing and that was my call. And it was, you know. But actually, one, one big lesson that I'm learning and still learning today is that, you know, you don't, you don't it's very rarely that the first business will work you know like very rare the ones that do i mean good like fair play fair fair play 
But personally, for many, many entrepreneurs, many, many business owners, the first business doesn't, doesn't, doesn't always work. But what that does do is it gives you a springboard into your next. Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, I'm so grateful for the opportunities and the people that believed in me at that point in my journey. Because again, like, it's not just me believing in myself. Yeah. People believing in me that gave me the belief to believe in myself, you know. Yeah. So that was wonderful. And also the network, the people that, you know, backed me and, and I had so many people that were willing to like, you know, support me and help me after that, that, that experience and, and kind of, yeah, I love encouraged it. me. And I love that one of your many things that you say is that you want to get, tell stories that give people goosebumps. And oh, I yeah. Absolutely love that. So I, I want to hear from you. What is the story that sticks out in your mind that you've told your own or someone else's that gives you the goosebumps? Do you know what the stories that give me goosebumps are, are mainly about people who are, who are really going for it and, and achieving great greatness. You mm-hmm. know, I think they're, sto- I think the stories that give not just me, like us, Goosebumps are the human stories of people who are overcoming challenges and, and struggle and and pain and grief and turning all of this negative and hard stuff into positive things and using that to 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 sort of fuel them forward. And I guess from a personal perspective, like as you said, I'm 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 definitely an oversharer and I'm a proud oversharer and I will continue to overshare for the rest of my life because I actually think it's inspiring to I mean, I do. I mean, people don't want to hear it. Like, you don't have to hear it. You know, just the amount of go away. You have. I think lots of people want to hear it. <laughs> so, thank you. I'm again very blessed that I have have amazing people who are who, who like what I say. Like, that's good. I must be doing something right. But yeah, I mean, I I guess one of the the stories I shared quite recently was my fear around around being a mother one day. Yeah. And I've been very open about that. I actually shared a post on LinkedIn about that today again as well. And and I, and I think it's really important to share our fears, fears and share our struggles and share the, the things that really hurt us, because what that really do, what that does is is it invites people to share their story because they're like, oh gosh, like when we share our stories of grief, pain, and struggle, what we do is we create a brave space for, pe- for people to show up and feel comfortable sharing theirs, and that's the power of 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 not just like connecting with our story and knowing it, of telling our story because actually to tell your story you have to do those two layers first you have to connect with it and create that space to do that and then you know it and feel confident with it and then you can start telling it yeah absolutely I think there's a really big thing in getting good at telling your story Mm -hmm. getting good at telling a pitch it could be you know selling your products or whatever it is I mean I think there's a real myth out there about selling being bad and selling being a bad thing if you can't sell you haven't got a business and end off you mm. have to be able to sell and one of the best ways to sell is to not be doing icky sales but just telling a really great story yeah. and obviously you do that absolutely brilliantly and you do that around yeah. the product and talking about products without talking about their features and their benefits to the point of death by powerpoint what are the <laughs> secrets or what are the myths you need to bust out there when oh you talk gosh. about the product side of things and oh, telling great stories the myths you need to bust i mean ugh. I've worked with so many business leaders who are just like, yeah, they just want to bang on about the next feature and the function and all that kind of stuff and how their product works. And yeah, that is important, but I think it comes down to talk about the product, but talk about it once you know your empathy story. And that's why the that's why the five stories exist because it helps people and businesses to to understand how the story breaks down into these five stories. So yeah, I think product story is, and it's actually a story that, it's, e- it's the easiest one to tell. It's just like, what I do. Well, hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a storytelling expert. Like, 
I work at a company called Five Story. You know, when you meet someone on a, on a person's personal level, like you go in about, it's like, well, yeah, what do you do? Gosh, can you just ask a bit more of a meaningful question? Like, who inspired you growing up? Like, you know, tell me about the the, the challenges that you've been facing recently. Like, how are you feeling about dot, dot, dot? You know, just stuff like that, like real meaningful stuff. I think I've kind of gone off one there, but bring it back to the product. <laughs> I tend to do that. Bringing it back to the product story. I don't know if there's any, I'm not really connected with the whole, is there any myths that we need to bust? But I do think that to tell a really compelling product story that, really resonates like the first thing you need to do is understand who your customers are who your audience are how they're feeling why they're feeling that way and then you can show up and say hey we've made this for you this is why we've made this for you because actually your empathy story starts first and then that connects into oh hi this is why we exist and then also this is what we've made for you that's the product so again just breaking it down keeping it simple yeah doesn't need to be complicated man Getting it. And I, the next part, obviously, is the vision story and where mm. you're going to talk about the better future you're yeah. going to build. And I love that. Top <laughs> tips for anyone wanting to think about their vision story. Because vision mm-hmm. can sometimes be the really difficult part of, not for most entrepreneurs, they're like, yeah, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm mm. doing, I'm really clear. But perhaps, you know, maybe they don't feel their vision is big enough or maybe they don't feel that they're going to, I don't know, cure cancer, like Marie Curie. Okay. But at the end of the day, the deal's still doing important work. There's a reason, there's a need for why they get up in the morning, why they do what they do. So how do you communicate that vision story in a really, well, your top tips for the compelling way to do The compelling way. I think first tip, like, it needs to come from the heart. Yeah. You know, like, I think a vision story, a true, authentic vision story has to come from the heart. So it can't be this made up BS, you know, that's just like, oh, yeah, we want to change the world. It needs to be, (laughs) it needs to be, it needs to be something that you believe as the person telling the story. It needs to be something that your audience believes. So again, coming back to the empathy story and actually, I think a great vision story actually starts with the audience, the people you're creating this future with and for. You're on a journey with them. Seeing the vision story as this is where we're going and hey, come with us. You know, you want to come with us? Like that's the most powerful one. And to create a vision story like that, you have to listen to your audience, aka empathy, because empathy is all about listening. Like that is the key, key practical thing to actually yeah. nail an empathy story, listen. And then once you hear their vision for the future and where they want to get to and what where they want to be and what they want to be a part of, that's when you start crafting and shaping your vision story to make sure that it's on the same page with theirs. That's how you create the most powerful one, I believe. Love it. Love it. And I suppose you're an expert in your craft, just like you are in terms of telling stories. There's always, we're always on a learning journey, right? We're always mm. trying to improve, we're always trying to be better. Yeah. So what is, what are the most interesting things you've learned as you've gone on this journey to become an expert storyteller? Oh gosh. Your gut knows everything. <laughs> Again, trust your gut, trust your heart, listen to your heart, listen to your gut. Your head's going to tell you lots of different things. And a lot of the time it's all around vanity stuff and, you know, following trends and, and, and things like that. I think what I'm learning and what I'm learning every day is that telling your story, whether that's your personal story or the story around your business or something that you're creating for other people, whatever you've made or you're creating or working on, there's a story around it, right? It's not a one-time thing. It's it's a practice. It's a lifelong commitment to get it right, to do it right, for it to really ultimately truly and deeply connect with others and you as well and be 
as authentic as it possibly can be, like that word as well is thrown around a lot, but authenticity comes from knowing your story and telling it in a real, raw and relatable way. It's a practice, man. It's a practice and it's a lifelong commitment, which is why, again, the five stories exist because it gives people a map back to who they are and why they belong here. It gives businesses a map back to who they are and what they stand for. It's, it's, It's a map back to our story and that's why it ultimately exists and that's why I use it for every single day in my personal life and my business life. So what do you wish you'd known before you started out with the five stories? That it's going to take longer than I thought. And yeah, nothing ever goes to plan. Nothing ever, 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 ever goes to plan, especially not in life, let alone business. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I knew that sooner, then I could probably have relaxed a little bit. Because I think as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you're constantly seeing the vision. And you're constantly battling with how much money have I got and how much time have I got to create that vision and make it happen and resource have I got, you know? I think everyone thinks it all happens overnight. And you mm, go into it you and do. everyone else has had success overnight. I'm going to be the next big success. And actually, you are a success, but it's a marathon. It is absolutely not going to happen. Gosh, you need some good trainers. Long but walk. don't you also think, like, for me personally, my, my whole outlook on, like, my 20s, I was like, going to be a millionaire by 30. I'm going to be Forbes 30 under 30. I'm going to have a business that is going to be like everywhere. It's going to be like the world's most popular, like talked about platform for borrow lending and swapping clothes. Like Depot, who? Vinted, who? <laughs> Fashion biscuit, what? Like that was like me back then. And then, you know, <laughs> it all just went to shit. <laughs> As it does. A lot. But yeah, and then I got into my 30s and it was just very much like, okay, cool. Why am I doing this? Like, why actually, what do I actually want out of life? Like, what do, like, more importantly, what do I want my life to feel like? Because that's a question you don't ask in your 20s. You just go, 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 go. You hustle, you hustle, you hustle, you hustle. And then you burn out and flop on the floor and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Now I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, and that's the kind of mindset. And I'm still seeing it today and it drives me crazy. I'm like, look, Hustling is important, right? It's important because hustle comes from a passion and comes from this kind of this urge and this 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 determination you have to create something and make something amazing for people. I believe that passion fuels hustle, hustle, hustle. But I think there's a way to do it differently. You need to do it with con- like consciously. You know, it's a conscious hustle and there's a burnout hustle. You can go yeah. that way or that way. Yeah, yeah. I think in the early days of starting a business, you go down this road of of burning out hustle like you just do stuff without question you don't think about things you're just like yeah yeah let's go 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 yeah and then it's just like yeah I'm where am I like how did I get here and actually this wasn't where we were meant to go you do things without actually making sure that you're on the same page with your audience I did that a lot like massively and learned the hard way that that is not the way to go but in my 30s a lot of the time like my question became more about okay well how do I want my life to feel and why am I doing this I see five stories not as a business that's going to be sold and, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't want that. It's For me, it's a legacy and it's something that I can pass down, you know, that I'm going to have books that are going to be here when I'm not here and, and people can use this methodology when, you know, to help them tell their story. It's a universal thing, you know, it's going to be here forever. So I think I'm only writing a book there or is that in the plan? That is in the plan, yes. Oh. It's been in the plan for a long time. It's just having, again, money, time money time yeah headspace. <laughs> money time and space prioritizing right yeah uh, the ted talk took a lot of my yeah a lot of my energy a lot of my time but now i've got some space i can yeah, and also that was a really great exercise to get clarity around okay 
what is my book? I'm actually going to be launching two. Amazing. Yeah. So you heard it here first, ladies. Oh yeah. So I'm going to jump into just maybe some of the best resources that you've seen used. Like, what would you recommend in terms of helping people build better stories? And any bonus takeaways you could give us? Have conversations with people. I think the best way to tell stories and create better stories is to actually get out there and communicate with people and talk to people and listen. I love going in coffee shops and listening to people's conversations and how people tell stories. I love that. I think in terms of like books and things like that, I mean, back in the day, I read quite a lot of the kind of business books. Now I read more of the books and listen to podcasts that are more about how to be human, how to be better communicators, how to yeah. be a better human being. By caring and being kind to people, you know? Yeah. That's 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 more me. So yeah. I hear that. Any top recommendations you'd give? I adore the podcast On Being. Okay. That's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. And also I end up the way I buy books is not just by going out and buying unless it's been recommended to me. I tend to listen to the author talk about their why they've created this book and their oh, story. Yeah, nice. And then I'll go and buy the book. I like to hear voice. I am reading a couple of books, but I have a confession to make. Like I am a rubbish reader in terms of books. I find it really hard to to stick on a book unless it's a really, really good book or unless I'm reading it with my husband because we have our own little book book club. Nice. So we do our own little book book club, but he tends to read and he's like, but you're the storyteller. You should read. I'm like, nah. nah <laughs> it's nice for you to read, babe. But yeah, on being in terms of a podcast and a book that I've just finished reading, Unbound by Tarana Burke. Um, a founder of the Me Too, Me Too movement, her story is absolutely like amazing. You'll definitely throw that book across the room. Did you get the goosebumps? Oh my gosh, there's like <laughs> endless, endless amount of goosebump moments in that book. Fabulous. Yeah, Great. definitely Great. recommend Great. it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> if you had to give one to maybe two, maybe three, three kind of pieces of advice to people mm-hmm. who are wanting to be a super connector like you are. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them to help them really do it better? Gosh, to do it better, it starts with connecting to your story first. Like that's that's how you connect with people, by connecting to your story first, by really knowing who you are, why you're here, what you believe, what, what you care about, the story, the journey you've been on and how that creates your story. I think that's the, that's, that's the first thing people need to do is connect with their story, know their story. So they can tell their story to people. And then that's ultimately how you connect with people. I mean, it's it's that simple, I think. I think the best things in life are simple. They it are. It doesn't need to be complicated. But everyone does complicate it. Yeah. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Like all these books out there on storytelling, on connecting with people. I don't know. Like, I don't know what all their names are. But they all bang on about these frameworks, which just make it overcomplicated. And it actually pushes us further away from ourselves and each other. And that's something that, yeah, drives me nuts. Not going to lie. <laughs> I agree. And I think I think we have to talk about the fact that you've just done a TED Talk. Oh, That's gosh. a pretty big milestone in the world of being an entrepreneur. It and really so is. What story did you tell? Wow, do you know what? The funny thing is, I everyone who I spoke on that stage, who went on that stage as well at TEDx, so it's TEDx and Shortage, and the whole theme was how to be true to who you are, yeah. which was bang on. Bang on for Oh, you. my gosh, yeah. like absolutely bang on. And I feel so blessed that that's the theme. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is definitely, yeah, this is my vibe, man. This is my vibe. Yeah. This is my jam. So <laughs> so I kind of came at it from a story perspective, of course, five stories. How can you be true to who you are by connecting with your story and telling it in five stories? 
But everybody else who spoke on that stage as well, they really went into their own story. Whereas I actually didn't feel like, and I did write so many drafts. Oh my gosh, I probably wrote about 30 plus drafts of this TEDx talk and ripped so many up and started again and ripped more up and then started again. I was just in this puddle of like, oh my God, who am I? And what do I say on this stage? Anyway, I definitely went down the rabbit holes with it. But the final talk, it wasn't, it wasn't so much about my story. It was actually about the journey I've been on to, to learn how to tell my story and what I'd had, what I had to overcome to stand in my story and therefore stand in my power. And that's, that's the talk that I gave. And yeah, it's the, the whole title of the talk is the five stories we all have to tell. And I'm really proud of it. I was absolutely crapping my pants, not going to lie, but yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it's really intense, like standing up and talking in front of, not just talking in front of loads of people, I'm cool with that, but doing a TEDx. Yeah. That's Ooh, the pressure. Yeah, I'm proud of myself for doing wow. it and all the other speakers as well. Proud of you too. I think it's amazing. Thank well you. done, you. And I think we should, it's time for us to talk about five stories. I think we have to tell everyone what is the five story method. Oh, well, thank you for asking. The five stories method. So the way I also talk about it as well, the five, why does the five stories methodology exist? It exists to help us connect with our story and learn how to tell it in five stories. So we know who we are, why we're here. And ultimately why we belong here as well. So I love this concept of belonging because belonging is when other people want you. And we all want to be here and we want to be accepted. We want to be not just accepted, accepted for who we are. And that's what the five stories ultimately has, like, helps us to do on a personal level. But it also helps businesses as well understand who they are and what they stand for on a business level. So the five stories are the origin story. So that's the first story that we start with. And that's all about the journey we've been on and how we've got to where we are, why we began our business, why we began our podcast, why we started and the values and the beliefs that that guided that, that work that we do today. And then the second story is the empathy story. And the empathy story is all about our audience and how they're feeling, why they're feeling that way and how our experiences, our personal experiences connect with their experiences, the experiences we share together and the emotions that we share together with our audience. And then the third story is the purpose story. The purpose story is all about this is why we're here and this is why we matter. This is why our business is here. This is why our business matters. And then our fourth story is the product story. And the product story is all about what we do and how we do it differently, how we do it better. And then the final story is the vision story, which is all about the journey we're going on, all about the future we see and all about the future we want to be a part of with the people that we're building our incredible business or our incredible community or our incredible podcast for. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going to jump into some quick fire round questions. Oh, I like this. You're ready. Yeah. Tell us something people often get wrong about you. That I'm smashing it. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you'd done sooner? Oh, gosh. What's the one thing I wish I'd done sooner? In business or just in life? You choose. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's, I, I literally don't know. What's the one thing I wish I'd done sooner? Gone on an eat, pray, find a man trip. <laughs> I find both eat, pray, find yourself trip. <laughs> so good. I only did one, my first one in 2021. And I literally did it for 18 days. Oh my Where gosh. Where did you go? Went to Portugal. Lovely. Good I love trip. Portugal. I did love Lisbon. Lisbon. Yeah, Not I love Lisbon. Lisbon. It's just a vibe, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the food wasn't that great. I, I think I just ended up like eating in really rubbish restaurants. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, like they've got that strip and they've got like all these people like, come in, come in. And I'm like, oh. the time market. 
It's like, oh no, I think going there. Oh no, did I go there? Yeah, it's I did the Michelin there. star restaurant with samples. Yeah, I did. in the square. I did go there, but I just walked around, went to the toilet, and left. That was a yeah. Bad. That was a bad art. <laughs> bad, bad. bad. Okay, if, what I wish I knew sooner. Like, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eighteen days in Lisbon eating bad food. And I did go to Cascais, and I went to Elisera. El- 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 I can never pronounce it. Okay, but yeah. But it was really cloudy. I got there and I was like, oh, beach, I'm going to be right there at beach. And then I was like, oh, no, that was just really cloudy because it's like in the hills and stuff, which likes to, that's where all the cloud lives. And so it's just an 18 days of finding yourself. 18 days of, yeah, finding myself because I think it was like, you know, when, when the borders were starting to open, I was in a little bit of a, yeah, rocky place with my then fiancé. Now husband, so, you know, it did work out. It worked out. Yeah, it worked yeah, out. Yeah, the <laughs> lucky guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just one of those moments where I was just like, I need to go and figure out like who I am, why I'm here. Sometimes you just need those moments to go and get to know yourself. I think everybody needs to do we it. We have to do it. I but think if you don't take the time to go travel alone, oh, you will never discover who you are. I am all for it. But of course, not everyone has the privilege of being able to do that, right? But I was lucky enough at that point in my life to, to you know, I was just like, fuck it. I'm off. Bye. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I think there's always a way. There's always a way. Compromise is the thing with, with the funds, but you could definitely find a way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sorry for another day. Okay, tell me, what's the best part about your work? Oh, do you know what the best part about my work is? Sharing, after going through that journey of helping businesses and their founding teams connect with their story and and understand it and then tell it and then sharing it with them at the end of that journey that moment is a moment I want to bottle up like nice. there's I, I've, I've seen people cry wow. people cheer people bang the table like the goosebump moment and just the delivery of it like, I just love reading out the clear creative bouncy rhythmic stories at the end of a project to to my clients and just seeing and hearing and feeling their reaction like Oh, it's a moment, man. It's a moment. Love it. That's a great answer. And so if you had to give one piece of leadership advice that you've received in your career, whether that be really great or so awful you need to warn us, what would you share? I've got two. Go. Fake it till you make it. Okay. I mean, yeah, do I need to say anything about that? Not really. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Like That was one that I was told many. No, don't fake it. Just be who you are. And another one was uh, you can't be emotional in business. Mm. I heard that one quite a lot, mainly from men. Yeah. 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 No. Like hot on sleeve, read me like a book. I mean, I mean, I'm the most emotional person going, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you like do the whole, st- I mean, I'm, I don't really do the whole star sign thing that much. I like learning about it. And I think there is something in the planets or whatever, but I'm not a proper woo-woo person. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cancer. So, and, oh. and cancerians are like, feelers sensitive sensitive yeah i'm yeah. super sensitive and and i'm proud yeah yeah i'll cry at the random and stuff but you know whatever <laughs> whatever i'm right there with you crying at the most random stuff yeah so then tell us what is one hard lesson you've learned in your journey i think the hardest one hard lesson there's been many hard lessons but i think i think that you're gonna have to keep learning like that I don't even think that's a hard lesson. That's just an ongoing lesson. Like it's just, oh, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I'm still, I still don't know. And you're never going to know everything about your profession or your business or or anything. It's just, 
yeah, I'm I'm still I've still got a lot to learn, <laughs> and I'm still on the journey, and I'm not alone. You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's that thing. As soon as you call yourself an expert, you're like, well, you must know everything then. Or you must think you know everything, mm-hmm. but that's not true. You've just developed your craft. You're brilliant at what you do. But anyone that thinks they know everything, well, then they've stopped learning. And that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, You've and I think, always got to be learning. Yeah, and I think the PR, I really respect the people that say, hey, do you know what? I am an expert in this, but I'm still learning, ma'am. Yeah. And I always used to find that word expert, like, oh, cringy, you know. Yeah. Even when I was speaking to my coach about it, and they're like, you're an expert. And I was like, oh, but I'm not. No. <laughs> like, I'm not. And they were like, but you are. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm, I'm really bad at banging my own drum. I'm great at banging other people's drums and like saying, yeah, celebrating them and encouraging them and all that. When it comes to my own, yeah, I need, I'm not the best. Yeah, I need to get better at that. That's part of the work. It is part of the work. Definitely yeah. going to get there. Yeah. So, if you're having a tough day, mm. what's one music track that lights you up? Oh, I love that. Well, at the moment, I'm, I, I love Destiny. You are, you are my destiny. One line in which you. Like, that's my jam. That is my jam at the moment. I don't know why. It's just, I think I heard it on the film and I was like, I've heard this on for ages. So actually, every most mornings I play it and my husband's just like, Amanda, for God's sake. Or Alien Superstar by Beyonce. Brilliant. I mean, that's like, Epic again, it's amazing. Tell us one thing you're really excited about right now. Oh, uh, one thing I'm really excited I'm excited about all the endless opportunities that I've got waiting for me and I don't know what they are. Oh, I love that answer. That's so good. That's so, so great. So I think that has been an amazing sort of finish to the show. And like what a great outtake we've already had, just the highs, the lows, and the <laughs> lessons along the way. It's been brilliant. An absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. And that's a wrap for this week. But before I go, can I just remind you that you can also watch snippets of Genius and snippets of these episodes on YouTube. And actually, this particular one is well worth seeing. So you can see us in this great little studio that we had. If only I hadn't had that technical glitch. I'll be there next time and I'll set it up and I'll do it better because that's all part of the journey to building better. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And just remember, there is no silver bullet. Opportunities are there for you. So chase your dreams with the knowledge that you can do anything you set your mind to. Stay curious, enjoy every minute of the journey, and I'll see you very soon. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.